0: I pray that the Lord would be in the thoughts and uh, what we have tonight. My mind is over. It's in numerous places, but it starts right off there in John 2. And some time ago I tried to preach about this, and my mind been stirred up about it since this afternoon. And pray that it is of the Lord. There's two spots in John 2 that I really want to concentrate on and look at those throughout some of the Scripture. But they're going to the marriage in, in Cana. And in verse 5, his mother saith unto the servants, or we'll go back up a little bit, they run out of wine. And when they wanted wine, the mother saith unto them, they have no wine. So they started out, they didn't have wine. And she turns and she, Jesus said unto her, woman, what have I to do with thee? My hour is not yet come. His mother saith unto the servants, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And there were six water pots of stone the manner of purifying the Jews, containing two or three firks apiece. Jesus said unto them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them with water to the brim. And he said unto them, draw, draw out now, and bear the governor of the feast. And they bear it. And the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and knew not whence it was. But the servants which drew the water knew and the governor of Feast called the bridegroom over. He's telling them how great this second batch of wine was and how it's just not custom to have the better wine at the end than at the beginning. But notice what he says. They didn't know where this wine came from. But you know who knew it? The ones who had done what the Lord had told them to do. The ones who had followed the instructions of Christ were witnessing and experiencing something. The others were enjoying some good wine. But they weren't experiencing anything like what those who were passing it out experienced. They saw water turn to wine. And they were the only ones in there that knew where it had come from. They they got to witness and be a part of something so special and so great. It was the first miracle performed by Jesus Christ here when he walked on earth. We get to experience those sort of things as well each and every day. You know what it came about? His mother saith unto him, uh, unto the servants, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. That's how simple it is. Make sure we do what the Lord has laid out for us to do. Make sure that we follow the instructions of what the Lord has said for us to follow. It comes down to being that simple. You know, Scripture, I love this. It can be so complicated, and yet it is so simple. The way I make it complicated is when I start to think on my own. When I start to think maybe this means this or this might point to that. If the Lord's directed me to exactly what it's pointed to, I don't need to think anymore outside of that. It is that simple. They were experiencing something that was so great because they did it. And this book right here, and I was going to lift it up the iPad, this book right here, the Bible of what we were given is the greatest book for us to follow to be able to experiencing these great great things that they experienced. I mean how wonderful it is to, you say well brother, we're not going to see water made into wine. Yes, we know that the Lord can still do that but that's not what's going to happen but there's things that we can experience that only comes by the grace of God. It only comes by the miracles that God performs in our lives. We get to experience those and when someone says how is that We get to stand back and say, I know how. We've been praying for it. I know how, because the Lord blessed me through it. And it doesn't matter how young or how old. You know, when I think about the Bible as being the greatest informational book that we have to how we ought to live. And how we ought to be. And how we ought to talk. And what do we gain from it? Everybody thinks that an old Baptist is going to say... We don't believe in works. We believe in works more than probably anybody else out there because we know what's been done for us. We understand the work that's been taken care of that was worked for our half because we couldn't do it. So we know that we have to do all the work that we can because it will never add up. It will never measure up to what Jesus Christ did in that work on the cross for us. So when we think about it, what can we gain by just a simple phrase of doing it? And let me tell you, there's no group of people that get out of it. No matter how young or how old, no matter where you're at, what your lot of life is, what the Lord has laid upon you and said to do, that's what you do. You go back into someone like Noah, back into Genesis six. He's described as being perfect, and he's walking with God. And God comes and tells him that there's going to be a, it's going to be a big flood, great flood. You know, I, I think about that. I and I say one of my numerous hometowns because we moved all over. But one of my hometowns I lived in is like the ni- 89 or 90. We had this huge flood in the, in the town. I mean, it wiped out everything. And there was t-shirts made up and it said, I survived the flood of 89. Well, they had to specify what flood it was because there was multiple floods in that town before. We, we experienced one in 89, but there were ones 20 years before that. There'll be ones after that. When we talk about the flood, we know what we're talking about. The flood was the first flood, and it was the greatest flood. It's the only flood that covered everything. So Noah's walking with the Lord. He's walking with God, and God says, you need to build an ark, because there's a flood coming. He didn't say it's going to be the flood of whatever time that was, B.C. No, he said there's a there's the flood is coming. This flood's coming, and Noah didn't stop and argue with the Lord and said, Lord, this doesn't make sense. We don't have rain. Everything's done perfectly for us. We don't... The, what are you talking about? He didn't argue with God. He didn't try to reason with God. Right there and then, I know that he's not the mindset of what I have, because when the Lord put something on me, I said, Lord, now listen, I don't think that's the right thing that we ought to be talking about. I don't think that's what I need to be doing. If he told me you need to start building an ark, I'd be like, Lord, I, look, I, I can't build anything. I don't know how to build anything. I'm not really one of those type of people, so I think you got the wrong guy. No, it didn't do that. You know what he did? He did what the Lord commanded him, and he built the ark. So here's a man that is old, wise, described as being perfect, walking with God, and he did what the Lord had commanded him. And I think about someone like that's newer into the faith. Of Paul over there in Acts nine, Paul gets struck down on the road to damascus and he's he 's told what to do and you you think if you 're paul you 're trying to run the opposite way right you 're trying to go and you know what you 've been doing to the lord's church you understand how you 've been you 've had a zeal to persecute the lord's church, and you you stop and you think oh i I don't think I want to go wherever he's directing me to go. That's not what he did. He got up and he went right there. Every time I think about Paul getting up and heading to, heading to Ananias, going over there, following what the Lord instructed him, I think about sitting back, the ones who sit back on the back pews and hold on to the pew when they know that the Lord has struck them in their heart to say, you need to go down there and ask for a home in the church. And how many times do you hold on to it and you say, no, not today. Not today. No, he, Paul didn't do that. Or Saul at that time, he didn't do that. He got up and he went. You know why? Because he had the same mentality of what these servants here in John 2 did. Whatever he says, do it. Whatever he says, go do that. Why? Because there is better wine than you've ever had before that's coming out on the other side. Paul was was. He had great riches in life. We know he describes himself as being above all the rest. But it did not compare to the wine that he was getting at the end of his life when he was serving the Lord. It didn't, His beginning of his life didn't come close to the end of life. Someone would have stopped and said, well, why is it? Paul could have said easily, because I did what the Lord commanded me to do. I did it. I followed after him. I did what He instructed me to do. That's how simple it is. You didn't have some formula to what you needed to do it didn't, if you make sure you go on the right day at the right time in the right manner. No, it was this simple. The Lord said, do this, and He did that. Noah was told to do this, and He did that. And he was saved by the water because of how bad everyone was, but that ark also saved him from the water. It saved them that they didn't drown in his family, and they started over. So when you look at what the Bible gives us, it gives us these simple instructions to what we ought to do. And he gives us, he teaches us what we get by doing those things. Go over with me and look at this right here. And I think most of you probably, I've been up here enough times Stood before you, you know that this section of, of Scripture is one of my favorite sections. Over in Luke 6, and starting in verse 46, or go 47. He said, Whosoever cometh to me, and heareth my sayings, and doeth them, I will show you in whom he is like. He is like a man which built a house, and dig deep, and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the floods arose... And the stream beat vehemently upon the house and could not shake it, for he was founded upon a rock. He tells us right there, he says, those who heard my sayings, he didn't stop it there. He said, "He didn't stop and say, those who heard my sayings, I will show him whom he is like. He says, those who have shown and heard and did them, I will show you what he's like. He's one that has digged deep. His foundation is rooted all the way down to the Lord, that when life comes beating at our doors, when troubles come about us, and we all have them, no matter, I don't know what your lot is, I don't know what your trouble is, each one of us has our own. When they come and they keep hammering on us, we can't, we can get to a point where we don't shake, if we're rooted down there far enough on the rock of Jesus Christ. And when someone sees you and walks by and say, how, how does that not bother you? The wine is better on this side. Why? Because you did what the Lord commanded you to do. You did His sayings. And when you do those, you have a strength that is beyond measure. You have a strength that is nothing in the world can compare to the strength of the Lord on our side. We can face and handle anything that comes about us. We know that we can go through fiery furnaces. And the Lord will deliver if it be His will. We know we can go through dens of lions. And if you shut the mouths, you say, well, nowadays, I don't know about, you know, no one's going to be throwing down den of lions. I, I think we've all been to our spots in life where we felt like we were in a den of lions. Where we felt like we've been in such bad shape that we felt like we were in the fiery furnace. What we know is if we do what the Lord commands us to do. We can be unshakable. We can be able to handle it, make it through it. I'll tell you though, if we don't do what he says to do, and we only be hearers of it, we'll be shaken. We'll fall because he didn't leave it at hearing. If he would have left it at hearing, we'd do pretty good. Sunday night group that's here, we'd do pretty good. We're here in the mornings. We're here tonight on Sunday nights. All right, we'd be all right. It's not just about hearing. It's about doing it. It's about making sure we put it into action on what He's commanded us. That is not an easy lot to do. The Lord gives us commandments to do that aren't always easy, but come with great reward. So go over there. This is, this is a very hard commandment for me to be one that does it. John 15. Verse 12 it says, This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. To love one another. I was at the fair last night, and I'm going to tell you, I'm not a fair type of person. I, we were working at the fair for, for our work and I, I'm just not with that many people around. I, I, it's crazy. I'm a salesman who doesn't like to talk to people, doesn't like to shake hands, doesn't like to pass out business cards. Don't ask me how I'm a salesman, but I am. But we are to love one another. It didn't say just, cause I can love you all in here. Say, yeah, I love you. You need me. I'll help you. I'll talk to you. When you get outside of, them, You know, I started with my natural family. That's all I was close to. Then as I've grown in the church, I've come to where I love the church family. No matter where we go, you can go to Missouri, Indiana, Georgia, wherever it might be. You just feel closeness to the church family. But he didn't say, just be love those that are in the members of the church. Because if you would have done that, I was, Lord, I've got you. I, I can handle it. I can do what you're saying. I can do that. That's easy. The Lord doesn't lay easy upon us. He gives us things that are going to be harder to us and says do this. Why? Because He did the hardest thing there ever was to do for us and He expects us to do all that we can do for Him. If He would have laid it down easy, He would have made it easy for us. You say, Brother Wynn, this one's easy for me. Love one another as I have loved you. What do you get from it? What do you get by loving The ones that love thy enemy. What do you get by that? He says, you're my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. What kind of friend is that? The friend of the Lord. He's our friend if we what? If we do what He's commanded us to do. That's pretty simple. You want to have a good friend tonight? You want to have the best friend you can ever have in the world? Just do what the Lord's told us to do. Follow His instructions. Put it into action. Don't just spout it off and say what he said. And You can quote the Bible. You can share it with one another. But if you don't do it, it's not going to equate to anything. He said, if you do these, then you are my friends which do whatsoever I command you. You are my friends. You know, next time someone asks me, I hope my mind is sharp enough to say, when someone says, is Brother Danny your best friend? I'm going to say, no, the Lord is my best friend. I've been doing what He's commanded. I want to put that first. I want to be able to think about that right away. But I want to be able to be in a spot in my life that I am following what the Lord has commanded me to do that I can say that. You know what? When we're not doing what the Lord has commanded us to do, we don't get to call Him our friend. Because at that point in time, we're not. Because we're not doing all that He's commanded us to do. It doesn't get simpler than that. Do what He says. You have a friend. Don't do what He says. He's still there for us. But you know, it's one of those people that you're there, but you're just, you know they're there to help you whenever. But you just don't feel very friendly with them right then. That's how it is. I get to that place in my life with the Lord where I know the Lord is there. He's not going to, we can't be separated from his love. And he's always there with me. But there's times that I don't live and go in a way that I ought to, that I don't feel like he's really friendly toward me right then. He's not, he's not my best bud walking right next to me, it doesn't feel like. On the times, not because he's doing something, but the times that I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And what am I supposed to be doing? Do all that he commanded you to do, do it. Why? Because on this side, the wine is greater than the, the first batch. That's how simple it is. Our Lord laid it out that easy. This, this other one right here, you love it. People pay millions upon millions upon millions of dollars to figure out this, this next section right here about being happy. This has got, this has got a section in every bookstore. That there is, that will be the biggest section there is. How to be happy. How to make yourself happy. How to be happier? All of these lines of books will be on being happy. And the Lord said, I can make it easy for you. I'm going to show you how simple it is. So he goes over here in John 13. And they start to get it. They're washing the disciples' feet. And in verse twelve it says, so after they had washed their feet, so after he they had washed their feet, this is John thirteen twelve, and have taken his garments and sat and was sat down again. He said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? Ye call me Master and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. If I then your Lord and Master have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example. That you should do as I have done to you. Verily, brother, brother I say unto you, the servant is not greater than the, his Lord, neither is that the sent greater than him that sent me. If you know these things, happy are ye if you do them. Happy are ye if you do these right here. He didn't have to have... You could take... There's four or five verses. You could just take a few verses right there. Wouldn't I be happy? Do and know and do what the Lord has laid upon us to do. We come from an area of the country, I say we, I'm talking about, I guess Lord doesn't, but Al can I do, I'll say it that way. We come from an area of the country that when I first came to Old Baptist, we didn't wash feet. We didn't wash feet, and was more of a tradition of man than of anything else, they just didn't wash feet up there. We were just recently in an area of the country that they didn't wash feet. But the Lord has said, I'll give you this example. I get down, I've washed one another's feet. You also ought to wash one another's feet. He didn't say, you know what, if you feel like you want to, if you feel comfortable with it, then wash one another's feet. I tell you, I know how you can feel comfortable washing one another's feet. It's not easy. That first time I ever saw full washing done at a visiting church we are at, I thought, oh man, that is... There, wow, that's bad. You know, you don't, I have a hard enough time shaking one another's hands, let alone washing feet. But then when you see what it is and what it shows to do, it's powerful. Because you can see what the Lord has done for, that He's done for us. And what example He gave us, He didn't say just go through the motions and try to, try to go in a way that you show you're washed one another's feet. No, He said wash one another's feet. You ought to do this. That's a requirement. That's, that's saying, it's not, if you want to, it's no, you do this. And you know what you get if you do it? Happy are you if you do these things. We want to be happy. Everybody in the world wants to say, well, I'm down. I'm, I'm not feeling very good. I'm depressed. You can always stop and say, Lord, I want to feel better. Help me feel better. There's things that we can't always get out of on our own and we can't be But a lot of times, we can maybe feel a little bit better in a situation. We can get feeling a little bit more secure. We can be happier. Anytime you want to be happy, just stop and say, Lord, I know what you did for me. And I'm going to do what you've commanded me to do, and I'll be happy. That's a hard thing to be. I don't know why it's so hard. Maybe it's just our nature of what we are. But to ask yourself, how many times am I truly happy? In life, how many times are you just truly happy? You know, the time when your, your children are born and you can, nothing else around you can you see or imagine, everything's blaked out except for your child being born. You're happy. The world has been shut off. You're happy. The time you come down and ask for a home in the church, it's like everything else has gone away. And you've walked down and asked for a home in the church, you're happy. It's amazing. It's an amazing feeling. But if you wear off so quickly. Do you know what happens If you come down and ask for a home in church? Satan wakes up and says, Oh, I gotta go after that one. But you know what the Lord's told us? No matter how many times He comes at you, you make sure you do what I commanded you, and you can be unshakable. You make sure that you do what I commanded you, and I will be your friend and I'll be on your side. He said, if you do what I commanded you to do, you'll be happy. You can go out there, face this next week, and you can tell yourself, okay, I'm going to do what the Lord says to do, and I'm going to be unshakable. No matter what comes at me, I'm going to make sure I can handle it. Why? Not because I'm so strong, but because the Lord's on my side, and He's told me if you do what I said, you can be, you can handle. He says, when you go out there this week, and you say, you feel like you're alone, all you have to do is stop and say, am I doing what the Lord's commanded me to do? Well, I'm not alone because i got the best friend in the world sitting right here on my side. Because I'm doing what He's commanded me to do. You get depressed and you get sad and you feel like the week is just a bummer and nothing's going right. You stop and say, am I doing what the Lord commanded me to do? And happy is what I can be today. That's all we need to know. The Lord has said, I've taken care of all the things you can't take care of. You can't take care of your eternal salvation. I've got that covered. You, you can't help yourself come out of being what we are by nature of sinners. I've got that to where the Lord will look down and view you, view you through the blood of Christ and view you through my blood and see you white as snow. I've got that covered. But what you do need to do is do what I commanded you to do. He didn't say do these things As I commanded you to do because I've done so much for you. The Lord is so great that He did so much for us and told us to do things. And He said, oh, by the way, when you do these things, you'll get a bonus. You'll be secure. You'll be happy. You'll have a best friend. He is so great. It's like me thinking about giving Jesse money to go get gas and say, oh, by the way, if you drive safe, I'll give you more gas. I'll give you more money for gas. The Lord just keeps piling on us. He's blessed us with the ultimate gift. And then he says, just do what I say, and I'll just keep blessing you over and over and over again. Just like those in that wedding feast. She said, whatsoever he said to do, do it. And then they got to witness and experience it when no one else knew what was going on. When someone comes to you and says, how can you be happy at this time in your life with all that's going on? You can say, because I'm doing what the Lord told me to do. How can you How can you be standing up and smiling when all this bad is coming in your life? You can say, because I'm doing what the Lord commanded me to do. Those are the things we need to be thankful to the Lord for, is that He's blessed us to know what we need to do to be able to handle life. He didn't give us hard instructions. It was as simple as what Mary told those servants. Just do it. Whatever He said to do, just do it. And the Lord bless you is my prayer.